0: Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I inspire you to take action with stillness, let go of chaos, and step into your future self on this podcast. We have special high-performing guests each week who share mindset tips and their spirituality, helping us all prepare to be the best we can be for our future. Let's Dare to Move. Happy Sunday to all of my lovely loyal listeners of the Dare to Move podcast. If you are new, welcome. If you've noticed, as um, you looked back at the episodes, maybe you're sort of new, um, but you've caught up so far this summer, we're diving into some deeper topics. And today, the one we're doing is really, really close to heart for me. Um, it was one of the biggest revelations and one of the most recent revelations I've experienced in my own life that I coach. And for any coaches listening, anytime you're going through something, um, yourself, it feels that you have that much more empathy for your, um, client. So this is rather new for me. Um, my experience with healing one-sided, um, it really understanding it and, and getting it, um, happened in 2019. So feels really recent. I'm really excited to share this episode with you and You know, whether you're cleaning, you're working out, you're running, whatever it is, I appreciate you listening and just know that this is a heavy topic and I don't want you to think that this episode is going to heal you by any means, but I do hope that this episode will help you shift your perspective on what's possible for you and how, um, no matter how hard a struggle feels right now in your relationship, that if you do the work on yourself, the relationship struggle, struggle you're, you're having will decrease. It will change, or there will be harmony in whatever decision comes, whether you and the person you're struggling with decide to part ways, there'll be peace there. You decide to be friends or stay close if it's a family member, um, there will be peace there. So let's just dive into it. Oh, by the way, this episode will be published in blog form by Tuesday of this week. So if you follow me on Instagram, um my handle is at Garrett N for Nicole Wood. At Garrett N Wood, you'll see me tease that blog so you can always um pop onto the blog this week to kind of read more so here we go um first and foremost um we're taught not to blame others right like if you say oh that person hurt me or my dad hurt me there's like a little bit of guilt and shame around saying that someone you know we know that we shouldn't blame others but at the same time in a relationship it takes two to tango right so when there are two of us in a situation, naturally we're gonna f- we're gonna dive in today about right and wrong, but naturally you're gonna feel like there's a right and a wrong and we're going to um, struggle with, with understanding um, how how to not blame ourselves as well. So, No matter what client a client comes to me with, whether um, they're coming to me to work on driving revenue in their company or creating coherence in their team or transforming their mindset around their body or they're going through a career transition or they're launching a company, I kid you not, every single person has a very deep wound that has affected them their whole life or most of their life. And typically, it involves a family member. And now, even if you had a charmed childhood, please listen up because this could also be you. Um, if you look through photo albums of my family, um, you hear stories about my family, that if I'm telling around a campfire, like you, I would say like I had a pretty charmed childhood, although my parents got divorced. So when we are dealing with something in our life Trying to separate an issue with a family member and our business is kind of silly because everything in our life is connected. So the wounds we carry are also our gifts, which we're going to get into today. But until we can see them as our gifts, they unconsciously affect us every single day. So that is why we're talking about healing being one-sided because as you can heal, you will unleash even more power within yourself Um, and in your own world, your own life. So this is very important work. Now, fortunately or unfortunately, our parents are our first role models. They're the first teachers we have. They're the first kind of examples that we have in our life. And because of that, we typically choose to take on or embody their characteristics, their values, and even their voids. So quick example, my mom was my primary caretaker growing up, single mom and her voids in her life because she was a single mom. Were fitness, like she didn't have a ton of time to work out, um raising three kids, she didn't have a partner because um she kind of gave up on dating until we were older. And career for her was also sort of a void for a while. At least it was an uphill battle because she stayed home as a stay-at-home mom for 9 years until you know, from age 24 until her thirties when she was starting to get a job. So it's funny is look at me, my top three values in my life right now, which by the way, our values always shift, um, our fitness and wellness <laughs> partnership. You guys all know my fiance, Jeff and uh, career and really going after, um, creating my own income and, um, really taking my passions to the next level. So that's just one quick example of how we do choose to embody either our parents' values, their voids, or even just some of their characteristics. Now, the parent we choose not to embody is sometimes the one that we have issues with. So again, most every single one of my clients comes to me With an issue but we realize other issues while we're working together and nine times out of ten it is with a parent not to say it can't be with a sibling not to say it can't be with a close friend or cousin and not to say that it can't be um, with a partner but partnership issues also usually stem from parents or grandparents so Today we're going to talk about how to actually solve the problem, how to heal. And the reason that this is called Healing is One-Sided is because the way I was brought up to believe, and maybe this is you, is that in order for two people to, you know, come to an agreement or fix their issues, you typically need to be at the same table having a conversation. And because of that belief, it's gotten me into a lot of arguments and blowouts and frustrating experiences because... You all know this by now, but I'm a very open book. So if I have an issue with my dad, who, by the way, is my most challenging relationship, then I typically want to voice it in real time. But what happens when two people are wounded is reactions. And sometimes our reactions are not the most loving and kind. So there's arguments. And I also was that teen who went to counseling, went to counseling with my mom, with my dad. And as I'm looking at my draft right now of my blog, as I wrote... In my um, blog I'm trying to find the right oh here is how count and nothing against counselors listening or any counselors but in my experience It was not helpful. How I explained it in the blog, as I said, each session was like making small cuts into an unhealed wound, staring at the wound, discussing how painful it was, and then leaving barely rebandaged enough to feel okay. So it was a lot of talk about it, argue, leave. And yes, there is power in voicing your feelings and moving emotions to the body, whether that's crying or talking or, you know, maybe even yelling or rage, but, um, it, it didn't work for me. And so I thought, well, crap, you know, at 17, I had never had a a helpful experience of counseling with my dad in the room with me. So now what, like, do I just give up on the relationship? So today we're going to talk about how you can heal yourself without the other person in the room, but actually have a positive relationship with that person. And if you don't believe me, just keep listening. So I realized that healing was one-sided because of an exact experience I had in 2009 with my dad. Now, we're gonna start with some of the steps. And in the fourth step, I'll actually explain my experience with my dad. So the first thing I want you to do right now is think about your most uh, challenging relationship throughout your lifetime. So maybe it's your mom, maybe it's your dad, maybe it's your cousin, whatever. Or if right now you feel at peace with something that's been challenging over your life, maybe think about the struggle right now that you're in with with another person. So the question, the first question is, what is the core wound? If possible, could you find one instance that was the initial cut? or cause of what i call heart pain do you remember like where you were at that time in your life that gives us a little bit of perspective on your emotional state and why something might have caused more hurt to you than potentially someone else so this is a quick quick side note um I'm asking yourself the question, if you do know the core wound, if the answer is yes, I remember the core wound, it was when blah, blah, blah happened in 2008, then you have to ask yourself what was going on at that time in my life because if something happened to you and a best friend around i don't know the subject of sexual assault and at that time you weren't healed from a sexual assault you experienced by the way this is all just an example you might have been triggered more on a discussion of sexual assault than someone who's never been through it right so please do go back and listen to the episode on triggers if you haven't listened to it so to to review what is the core wound can you find the initial instance if you if you can what do you remember about that time in your life And can you make sense of why the core wound felt so painful to you? Many times when we feel pain, it's because there was love there. Thus, we can actually can attribute this wound to having roots in love, which is shift number one for our mindset. Most of the time we love someone and that power between us, allows uh, um them to us to feel like they have the power to inflict more pain right by taking love away um causing mistrust um feeling like they're hurting our feelings because our feelings are so deeply connected to them and all of that so first question what is the core wound now number two maybe you don't have a core wound that's okay but what we want to dive into is Reminding ourselves, it's not about right versus wrong, because the person that you are struggling with or in a challenging relationship with, in their mind, they have a right. They have a, a, a reasons for why they are feeling pain or while they are why they are hurting, right, or why they did something or why you did something. So. Everyone's going to create a right versus wrong because it's actually our ego's job to do that. When we create right versus wrong, we create an illusion of feeling safe. Now, One of my favorite books that talks about the ego and its role that it plays in our lives and the positives and negatives of it is Eckhart Tolle's book, New Earth. Now, the ego adores right versus wrong because the ego likes separation, right? It likes to know that its persona is its persona and your persona is your persona, and we are all separate. Um, And part of that is in order to keep us safe. And it thrives in a state of lack. So when we feel a dearth of love or a dearth of support, lack of understanding, um, and then telling ourselves that the person who hurt us is wrong and we are right, the ego is thriving. Like the ego is so happy in this state. And like one of my favorite teachers, Alexandra Joy Smith, reminds me, Olympians only experience joy for 20 seconds because their egos have designed their life around not having the gold medal and having to get the gold medal because they don't have it. So then when they have it, the ego is like, well, this sucks. Like, what do I do now? Like, I'm not, I'm not lacking anything. So what do we do? Right? So perfect example is look at Tom Brady, like has seven, some, maybe eight. I'm not really sure. (laughs) Let's just call it, you know, has seven or eight rings and wants another one. Because the ego feels really good when it's in a state of lack. So if your familial issue or relationship struggle has a notion around somebody being wrong and somebody being right, we can guarantee the ego's at play. And to the extent that we can release this notion of like, you know what, it's not about right versus wrong. I just love you and I want to get back to closeness or friendship or whatever it is that you are looking for as soon as you can let go of right or wrong, you can move forward into contemplating how to feel connection and forgiveness to yourself, especially, and the other person. So the next part um, is intricately linked with right versus wrong. Part of the kind of, I don't want to say that right versus wrong has to let go first and then number three which is empathy has to come in sometimes they work together sometimes being able to let go of the notion of right versus wrong is having empathy for the other person by putting yourself in their shoes so look at the other person's life is there a chance that they are unfulfilled in something that you're fulfilled in and they are jealous is there a chance that they have other core wounds that are at play here that make them much more triggered than somebody else. What must they be going through to act the way that they have or to be the way they are in the energy that they are? And whether that is lack of empathy on that, their part, or they haven't been a good listener, they haven't shown you that they're caring. How can you feel for them, even if this is hard at first, to understand that maybe they do truly have their own unhealed trauma? So what can you learn from their perspective? with consciousness we can realize that they may be reacting to something completely different than what we even realize so this step is easiest if you can take away the right versus wrong notion however again If you're having trouble letting go of right versus wrong, if you're better at empathy, try that one first. So number four, this one's going to be a big step. It's going to take me a minute to get through and it's going to be a lot of candor around myself and my experience with my dad. By the way, I, like I've said, I'm an open book. I'm happy to share this stuff. I've shared it on other podcasts and in my book and all these things. So Number four, the bigger soul level picture. So we want to look at why is this all happening? What's the lesson here? What am I as a soul supposed to integrate from this challenge? What is the growth edge as my former teacher Christine would say? Or if you're not understanding that term, it's just like a growth opportunity. How can I grow from this challenge? How can this help me? now that's the first sort of level to look at it and then the second one is what if i signed up for this if you believe in um you know many like being a soul that's incarnated many times and um, that you believe in earth as like a school for our souls to grow and evolve um, even if you don't please do hear me out that if you came down here to learn you know x y and z chances are before you came down here you made a pact with some other souls so they could help you experience x y and z so let me demonstrate when i was five years old my dad who was an air force pilot had to go to korea to uh serve our country and he was going to be there for a year i was in kindergarten and i was really sad And, um, I think my parents were pretty upfront with me that like he was going to be doing no fly zones and like might not be very safe. So I was scared of losing my dad. I was sad to miss my dad and I pretty much felt heartbreak like at age five. And as I experienced heartbreak throughout my life, whether a boyfriend broke up with me or I lost a job or something, it all felt the same as it did at age five. So all these other events sort of mimicked that feeling of heartbreak. And it was my teacher, Alexandra Joy Smith, who said, Do you realize that you describe every bad experience in your life as a heartbreak, but you also described your dad leaving as a heartbreak? And I was like, Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, this first trauma that I had when I was five, which, by the way, like trauma is trauma is trauma, everything's relative. Um, trauma is not necessarily being in a car crash or breaking your back. It is that, but it's also anything that is, um, uh, shocking to you in your life. So, um, never compare traumas by the way, but anyway, this was a trauma for me, but at age five, nobody's really putting a label on it. Nobody's really helping me work through it. So I sort of lived my life with this unhealed wound. So Therefore, anything my dad did moving forward would trigger me. And we had a very tumultuous relationship from that point on because the slightest thing of him not remembering my friend's name or being able to come to something would trigger me to feel like this feeling of abandonment, right? Now, when my teacher Alexandra helped me see that I've described everything in my life thereafter that's painful as a heartbreak... She said, what do you think the gift was in breaking your heart wide open when you were five? And I was like, well, it didn't feel like a gift. <laughs> and she's like, well, you know, when somebody breaks your heart wide open, you can be more empathetic. You love throughout your life. You're loving and open and empathetic to others who have experienced heartbreak and you're a listener and you're caring and all of those things that you decided to do and embody because of the void, our voids become our values with your dad. You were this uh, sort of integrated soul on su- in some ways from a very young age. And that's a very big gift. And for your dad to be the one to give you that gift, there's a much deeper, probably the deepest level of love or amount of love that any soul has for you and I was like oh wow okay I'm like crying and I'm like okay wow I get that um that makes a lot of sense like I'm okay like wow like him signing up to give me this experience of having my heart broken open which is Alexandra's um sort of teachings that we want to live our life with our hearts broken open um so that we can let love out and all that um I did have an enormous perspective shift. And so the example of getting back to the topic, healing is one-sided is that while I was doing this work, you know, it started in 2019 with this teacher I had named Christine and Christine and I were doing this work. I didn't have the verbiage around it. Like Alexandra helped me with, but understanding what the core wound was and having empathy for my dad and letting go of a right versus wrong within myself, this is just whether it's in journaling or meditation, walking meditation, thought work, contemplation. I changed a lot around um, myself. And so um, something had happened between my dad and I in um, 2019, I want to say early fall, where he he said something that was really hurtful to me, something around like, well, why would you think being an author would be a successful career or something that just felt like a dagger to my heart? And I was crying and I was just like, I can't do this. Like, I can't be so triggered the rest of my life. Like, I can't endure this pain. And why is he doing this to me? And, you know, all the things that you might be feeling right now in one of your relationships. And that is actually when I started doing the work I was just describing of the steps we're talking about today of looking for the core wound, looking for the growth opportunity, finding empathy in the situation, letting go of right versus wrong, all of the things, right? And after doing that work, I decided to call my dad and we hadn't spoken in a while. And I said, Hey dad, you know, um, what you said to me the other day really hurt my feelings. And I'm not saying this to be mad at you I just want you to know because if one of my friends came to me and said hey you really hurt my feelings and I wasn't aware of it I would be like oh my gosh you know I'm so sorry I really didn't mean to hurt your feelings I just wanted you to know you know and I was pretty prepared for that to turn into a big fight because typically anything I say because I'm usually reacting my dad reacts and it turns into a fight and out of nowhere he just goes oh I'm sorry And I like, I was just like, I almost fell over. I was like, what? My dad's never said I'm sorry to me ever. And no matter how calm I speak or how loud I yell or how loud I cry. And so it was just really powerful to understand that the work I had done had shifted my energy so that when I came to my dad, I spoke from a different place And I didn't have to say, hey dad, now I'm empathetic to you and I've let go of right versus wrong and I've done blah 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 and I'm this way and so blah blah blah. Like, because that's not the right energy. But doing that work and shifting my consciousness around the whole relationship and situation was able to land in the frequency of my voice as I delivered, hey dad, you know, that really hurt my feelings, and I just want you to know and not in a blaming way, right? So that is healing one-sided. You doing the work on yourself, figuring out what maybe your triggers were, figuring out why you want to be right and what that's grounded in and realizing that ultimately, there's a deep level of love underlying this whole relationship. Otherwise, you wouldn't feel the polarity And the right versus wrong that is at play here. And so, my hope for anyone listening to this today is that you find hope and that your most challenging relationships are now um, able to be categorized in your brain as opportunities. It doesn't mean it's gonna happen overnight, it doesn't mean that you're gonna be able to just change everything in one conversation, but to the extent that you can change your energy or your frequency, your vibration, which is positive emotions of love, joy, abundance, um, hope, positivity versus scarcity, fear, anxiety, comparison, low vibe emotions, emotions, you will experience growth in the relationship. And like I said at the beginning, that growth might be that the other person isn't ready for the relationship, and they, you guys part ways. But you will feel a different level of peace and harmony with that separation of the relationship. Um, it's like conscious unfriending, really. Um, it, if it, the person isn't able to see where you're coming from, or the person isn't isn't ready to let go of right versus wrong, when you let go of right versus wrong, you are now free. And that freedom can allow for healing within yourself and that, that healing is freeing. And if it, if it means that the person was a vibrational match for you all along and you're supposed to be, you know, friends right now, then you will, but if the other person isn't ready and they haven't done the work, I'm not telling you that you are going to be that you during the work is just going to fix the relationship like it did with my dad because I also have cases from my clients where it's not it's not necessarily the outcome however the person that does the healing gets an outcome that is peaceful, that is love, that is joy, that is in harmony with the life they want to live. So the surrendering to the universe of, I've done my healing, I know what's at play, I'm not looking for right versus wrong, I have empathy and love for this other person, I see the bigger picture here that I made this contract to have this experience to get integrated in my soul with whatever lessons I needed, then the universe will help you see if this person is supposed to be in your life or not. And sometimes they are, and sometimes they aren't. And that's okay. Letting go, surrendering to your highest good, surrendering to the universe to show you what's for your highest good is the ultimate form of surrender, in my opinion. So again, I hope that you've gotten a little bit of insight and tools now for your toolbox to think about a relationship. Because I will say very candidly, you know... I used to want to know, like, okay, so I'm thinking way back here, but, like, in high school, this girl that I worked with who was my best friend at my high school, she was my back spot on the cheerleading team, we had the same part-time job, we were on the same pole vaulting team, slept with my boyfriend uh, while I was in France, and they both kept it from me, and uh, I broke up with the guy before I knew because he wasn't treating me right, and then I found out that what they had done And, um, I was really hurt and I was really angry and I was so stuck on, she's wrong. She's wrong. Like she's a bad person. How could she do that to me? Very much in my victimhood. And again, in a situation like this, you're probably like, well, Garrett, of course there's a right and there's a wrong. And of course there is, um, you know, somebody did something bad to you, but it's like, again, holding that energy is not healthy. And I will say something really wise in me at 17 was able not to do the work we're talking about today, but to understand the power of forgiveness as letting go of a burden in my life. And I prayed and I said, I forgive her. I don't know if I can be her friend or stay in touch, but I forgive her for this hurt. Because if I hold a grudge, I'm holding onto the hurt and so forgiveness is a really big one at play, but forgiveness of the situation, if you want to say forgiveness of them because they're wrong, it still holds a little bit of that undertone of of the ego, right versus wrong, but forgiving yourself, forgiving the situation, forgiving the person can also be really helpful as a step one, maybe if you're not ready to do this work, but back then, whether it was her or other things, I was very much, and in my life, I've spent a lot of time looking at who's right and who's wrong. And that's part of why I thought I was going to be an attorney for a long time. I love law and order. I love rules. Um, all of the things, structure, 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 but that's simply not how relationships go and how they flow. So If you are still in that notion of right versus wrong, try forgiveness. Um, Understand that the longer you stay in right versus wrong, you're actually hurting yourself because it's gonna continue to put fuel in the fire that is the turmoil of the relationship on your side and on their side. And that energy is negative energy. And again, going back to the beginning of this podcast, when you're putting fuel into that fire of I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, like when are they gonna see it? I can't believe they wronged me. Then whether you realize it or not, or you feel it, or you can prove it, it is affecting your business, your ability to manifest money, or your ability to manifest a partner, or whatever it is that you're after, because things come to us when we are in high vibrations, and right versus wrong, and blaming, and victimhood, Comparison, all of those things, judgment, are low vibrational energies, and so we need to stay focused on our growth opportunities, our gifts, and um, be thankful for the experience. Because again, whether you think I sound super woo woo or not, we chose this. We chose the experience. <laughs> we needed it to integrate something. And to the extent that you can integrate the lesson, you grow and evolve and get some gold coins from the universe. (laughs) It's like what I like to say. Actually, my uh, friend Sarah Gaines started that. But anyway, I'm rambling at this point. I just hope that you listen to the episode on triggers if you haven't, because it will help this stuff a lot more. I hope you try some of these steps. And if you are like Garrett, I get it. But not totally and I am really struggling in a relationship and I'm really looking for help. Please do reach out. We can do a free clarity console. And if we decide that there's some stuff we could really work on together and coaching's a good fit, then great. I still have a certain COVID deal going on right now. I actually am giving my sixth six month program, um, or the cost of my six month program, um, to people who want to make that commitment, I'm actually going to give you eight months. So please do reach out. Um, if you're curious about that deal I have going on and, um, if you'd like further support on this topic, I know it's a heavy one, but I hope today you have a start at least in your thought process around it. So keep that mindset game strong, do your journal work, do your meditations, (laughs) stay positive, forgive, and please reach out or share this episode if you loved it, if you are questioning it, all the things. I'm open to all feedback. Thank you as always for listening and stay tuned for our first interview in a while with one of my dear friends this Wednesday. Thanks for listening and as always, dare to move.